Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ask Key Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. I'm your host, Angel Leon, Mosher's HR advisor. This week, we're bringing you our consultants' traditions for one of our favorite holidays, Thanksgiving. Producer Brian and I served our consultants on what their traditions are for Thanksgiving. So get ready, sit on your favorite couch, but don't fall asleep from overeating because you won't want to miss these Thanksgiving traditions that we have for you. We have Peggy, Ryan, Tia, and Melinda, who all share wonderful traditions that you could adopt for your family this year. First off, we have Peggy, whose Thanksgiving tradition involves building gingerbread houses. Let's have a listen. Since I was about eight years old, um, my mother started baking um, homemade gingerbread and turning it into gingerbread houses. And it was a long process for her to do, and we would make homemade gingerbread houses with me and my two older brothers. Um, a few years after that, we carried that tradition on to the extended family and our cousins all then got to do it. And that's about mm, 13 families that my mom would make these gingerbread houses for. And that was a Thanksgiving day tradition. After we eat a big meal, we would then make the houses. Um, the only rule we had with our houses, of course, was everything had to be edible. There was nothing, no toys could be added. Everything had to be edible. We still do that tradition today. Uh, gosh, 35 years later, maybe <laughs> my mom is still making gingerbread houses for not only me and my brother's families, but also for my cousins. Once Christmas is over, we let that gingerbread house go and sit outside and let the birds have their little feast on Christmas day. Of course, when we were little, we would eat our houses. My mother would get so mad at us. I look back now thinking that was very disgusting with the dust and the stale candy. <laughs> And my kids, um, I guess, eat on the house today, the, the house that they build, and they eat that same candy, and I remind them how disgusting that is. <laughs> so the, do they eat it? Do they eat it leading up to Christmas, or like just a little bit at a time? Does the house slowly disappear as you get close? It's almost like uh, an advent calendar of gingerbread. Yes, exactly. An advent calendar, exactly. It just slowly disappears. <laughs> <laughs> By Christmas morning, the house looks pretty pathetic. Sometimes it gets set outside early for the birds. <laughs> nice. Coming up, we have Ryan, who has a Thanksgiving tradition involving the song Alice's Restaurant with his brother and his dad that should bring a smile to your day. Here's Ryan. All right. Um, well, ever since the I can remember um, going back to you know, early childhood years, something that my dad and my brother and I would always do um, each year was listened to a song that was played on the radio called uh, Alice's Restaurant. Um, the song was written back in 1967. It's incredibly long, really silly. Um, I'd encourage everybody to listen to it at least once because it is really kind of silly. Uh, it's about 18 minutes long, um, but uh, it, it's played on his favorite radio station, 104.7 WTUE out of Dayton, Ohio. Um, and it was something that we started a lot of times when we were kids, we would travel to his brother's house um, and the time that we'd be traveling, it was on the radio during that time. So it started that way um, for probably the last 10 to 15 years. Uh, they've been hosting it at their house. Um, so we don't have that travel, but we step outside, we go out to his truck and we'll open the truck door up, start it up and we'll play the song and we'll just kind of stand there shooting the breeze and, and kind of listening to the song for um, you know, that about the 18 minute length of, of time while our turkey is cooking and just kind of uh, reliving those childhood memories a little bit at a time with, with listening to that song. 
Cool. All right. Thank you very much. We appreciate you sharing that with us. Hey, you're welcome. Absolutely. It's a very, very silly tradition, but it's fun sometimes to, to share those with other people. Yeah. And now everyone enjoying this episode of Asking Anything will, if they've heard the song, have it randomly pop up just running through their head at some point later today. So you're welcome for that, everybody. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Thanks again. Next up, we have Tia, who has one of the most unique traditions I think you'll hear. And you hear, you hear me laughing because this one is a doozy. They are a naps and crafts household. And if you want to know what I mean by that, let's listen to Tia tell her story. I actually have two quick ones. Um, the first one is like post food floor naps. Um, the thing is in our family, it's been a while since we've been all together, but everybody will stuff their faces and literally all fall asleep on the floor. No one goes to a spare bedroom. There's at least two rooms that all of the family spreads out in and is inhabiting during Thanksgiving. And you will find people in like a corner on the floor passed out <laughs> and you have people just sitting on the couch snoring. And then if you fall asleep first, everybody will take your picture. And we've been fortunate enough that people don't know how to transfer their photos on their phones. So a lot of them have been lost. <laughs> I've been confirming those. <laughs> um, and then the second one is uh, Christmas crafting. So I come from a very crafty family. My grandmother crafts all the time, sews all the time. Um, and we usually do a Christmas craft every Thanksgiving. So it's either oriental trading type things or um, somebody finds something on Pinterest. So you take out the popsicles, the felt, pine cones, whatever, and you make yourself a Christmas craft. And we would make one every year. Recently, because everybody has grown up, it hasn't happened as often, but it's something that I'm probably going to start picking back up again. We have the popsicle stick sleds. There's popsicle stick uh, snowmen. Uh, we've had a lot of reindeer, <laughs> a lot of reindeer. There's origami reindeer, felt reindeer, and then some type of wooden spool reindeer with uh, like Christmas bells on it. Like you hot glue everything. So <laughs> pretty fun. <laughs> and finally, we have Melinda, who is back with us, sharing her gingerbread making stories and her tradition while similar to Peggy's, is quite interesting and it comes with a twist in the end. So here's Melinda with her Thanksgiving tradition. So my family's kind of, we're a little more fun oriented maybe than a lot of families. On Thanksgiving, like after we're all done eating and all the great food and everything, and some people go off and watch the game, we get all of the kids together and we go and put them all around a table and just get tons of decorations. And we decorate a gingerbread house. So mm. um, we'll have it, you know, pre-built and all of the little kids, all the grandkids, um, you know, my nieces and nephews, we just let them go wild with it. And, you know, we have every type of possible candy to put on it and gumdrops and um, little Hershey bar bricks for the roof tiles. And we let them do whatever they want to do. We even have like a platform that we put it on. They can decorate like the yard of the gingerbread house. Oh, nice. Yeah, I get it. Just really interesting. And each kid has like an area they can decorate so they can make it their own. And um, we just let them go crazy with it. But then uh, at the end of the night, one person becomes the guardian of the gingerbread house. Somebody from the family, either me or one of my sister-in-laws. 
And that person has to take it and keep it until Christmas. So then at Christmas, when we get back together, wherever we end up getting together at, we'll bring the gingerbread house back and then we um, destroy it in new and creative ways over Christmas. <laughs> okay, I, I like the way, I like where this is going. <laughs> so um, like one year, uh, my brothers both work in a, um, a car dealership shop like uh, as mechanics. So uh, they took the airbag out of a wrecked car and we set it outside and put the gingerbread house on top of the airbag and um, blew it up so that it blew into the air with great force. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, you know what? Those things are more powerful than you think. It really ejected high. I mean, we, we were standing back, but honestly, we were not back far enough. It really ejected into the air. They are. They're very powerful. So uh, like Brian said, has it landed yet? Because those no. things are <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we put pieces of it into orbit. <laughs> but other years we have, um, you know, put it over a bonfire and lit the bonfire and watched it melt. We have put it out like at the into a field and like, you know, shot at it or um, pellet guns okay. shot at it. Um, <laughs> uh, BB guns shot at it, you know. Um, just about anything you can think of, we've destroyed it. And then we generally leave the little pieces of gingerbread out for the, the birds to come and nibble on because they're usually getting pretty hungry about that time. So I want to go to the start of the story. So I'm guessing this is in a run-of-the-mill buying box set of gingerbread houses, like you know, like I do, for example. I don't, I don't, I well, sometimes we start with that. Like, well, generally we've made, so one year I actually made the gingerbread and, and like mm -hmm. cut out the sides of the house and everything. And I, I realized what a large amount of work that is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's really hard to get it even and everything. So just to simplify things, we generally start with like your stock gingerbread house that you just mm -hmm. buy from any big box store. Right. But sometimes we'll buy a couple of them and we'll kind of make it our own, but it, it gives you the starting pieces like to kind of put it together and get them a start but we always buy tons and tons of extra decorations and uh extra candy canes and we're always you know cereal like the the rice uh check cereal makes great roof tiles like they look like little shingles and different mm -hmm. we've experimented with different types of cereal for it and um the kids look forward to it every year they love love building it and my sister-in-laws don't look forward to keeping it every year. It's always a <laughs> point of contention about <laughs> who has to keep this gooey, sticky, um, sweet gingerbread house for four weeks between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, and, you know, kids have any of the kids ever balked at the uh, destruction time or has enough time passed that they're over it? And they're like, yeah, whatever. So maybe the first year, but after that, they love it. I mean, they can't wait until, and they want to know how we're going to do it this year and what it's going to be like. Like the, if we, if we were to explode at the same day, like, I think they would be upset, but like knowing that it's been there for four weeks and it would you know, be everybody throw it out anyway. Yeah. yeah. It's really yeah. time for it yeah. to go. If we're going to get rid of it, let's get rid of it with style. Now, yeah. now I have, I, I have to ask a question. What are the parameters on choosing who's, who keeps it? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm guessing there's got to be some sort of you lose a game, you get to keep this thing <laughs> in your house. Or if not, it just gave you a really good idea for deciding in the future. Yes. <laughs> I think that that's a great idea because a lot of times it's just like, hey, you haven't done it in a couple of years. You're going to take this one. 
<laughs> or either that or my parents will just drop it off at somebody's house while you're at work and you'll come home and it'll be sitting on your your kitchen table oh it's not a better <laughs> surprise than that one <laughs> yeah that's a lot of fun but um it, it's a lot of fun and, and it gives the kids two things to look forward to like for they look forward to building it and then right. you know after some time they look forward to watching it go away so and you know it's better than just throwing it in the trash can Mm -hmm. Yeah, it has a beginning and an end. Now, going back to the formation of it, I'm sure you guys probably have made some very cool designs because if you're buying two or three of those boxes, you're getting, you know, two story houses, you're I'm getting maybe a, a high rise. Yeah, gingerbread yeah. condo is in my head. <laughs> a condo, like condo. <laughs> well, we still have a lot of the kids are still very small. A lot of my nieces and nephews and my great nieces and nephews, and we want them to participate and be an active participant. So we don't put too much engineering into it. We want we want it, them to own it, like it to look like they want it to look. And, you know, kids, they have all they want it to be fun and, you know, have so many candy sprinkles on it. And yeah. so we kind of let them own it. We don't over adult it. You know, a lot of these projects. You know, you, you go to the school projects and you could see the ones that the adults like totally did because yes. they're over-engineered. Oh and we totally don't do that. We we like, when it's done, you know that the kids owned this project because it's very, very special and colorful. Yeah. I'm anticipating stealing this uh, just unashamedly because it dovetails nicely with a summertime tradition that we have with my wife's family, my in-laws, every 4th of July, everybody brings at least one, if not multiple uh, watermelons to the 4th of July picnic. And they live out in the middle of nowhere where there's no one to complain about the noise or the mess. And we explode watermelons with giant firecrackers and, uh, and, and other stuff uh, like Tannerite and, uh, and rifles um, out in the country every 4th of July. So I, th I, th I think this constructing gingerbread houses at Thanksgiving destroying at Christmas thing could be a nice opposite end of the year um, yeah. mate for that level of uh, destruction that we generally participate we're gonna, in. I thought summer. you were going to say that you were going to build it in Thanksgiving and then wait until summer to destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do not want to do that. Christmas. No, that's... <laughs> yeah, the problem with it is it's so sweet that it's a good thing it doesn't happen in the summer because mm -hmm. it'll attract ants. I mean, you... You really, it, we don't have too much trouble because, you know, it's cold here where we're at, but um, yeah, you gotta like watch out. You gotta watch that thing. If you're the caretaker, make sure the ants don't create a trail to it. Cause it is a really sweet creation. Yeah. I, it's one of a kind. So that, that, that is actually a very neat tradition. I gotta say. Yeah. We've been doing it for a lot of years. Um, I can't even remember everything we've done to it. I almost wish we always take a picture of the gingerbread house, but not always the aftermath of Christmas with the gingerbread house. And, you know, there's different years we haven't, um, we've had to wait until uh, New Year's to do it because, you know, maybe not everybody was there at Christmas or whatever, or I mean, uh, yeah, at Christmas, or... the weather or whatever, but either Christmas or New Year's, we usually get it done. And, and obviously last year with the pandemic, we didn't have Thanksgiving or Christmas or remember my family who are sick. So we, we kind of missed it and, and are kind of look forward to getting back with that this year because uh, we are planning on getting together. Um, and I think, uh, I think my mom has some plans this year, maybe to get the little, little ones, their own little gingerbread houses, like mini ones that oh, they nice. can kind of keep that we won't do this to in case the, mm -hmm. the new ones and the, the little, little ones in the family 
do get us uh, upset in case they do about the the, um, the little tradition that we have. So, uh, but that's another option. And if anybody was willing to try this is maybe for the little, little ones have a little tiny gingerbread house. You can just do a graham crackers. You don't even have to buy a kit for a mini one. Sure, you can just yeah. put a couple graham crackers together, kind of seal it with icing and they can kind of do their own little decorating. And that one doesn't have to be um, necessarily a part of the other fun. Yeah, you can do a one bedroom, one bathroom kind of a thing. Just <laughs> Inefficiency. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I on know. that note, <laughs> thank you, Melinda, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening into this week's edition of Ask Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. We hope you enjoyed listening in to our Thanksgiving traditions episode. Join us next week when we continue to dive deeper with our resident experts and what they're currently working on. And remember, if you have an idea or a topic you'd like us to explore, please reach out to us through our social media channels. In the meantime, please remember to give us a rating and subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, beware of turkey coma. And so long, everybody.